to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. If you'd like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at BethesdaChurch.tv slash give and simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good afternoon, Bethesda Church. I hope you're having an incredible day. Obviously, we were thrown a major curveball today with the power outage. Um, Man, it's just one of those things that you cannot prepare for. Uh, I was super excited uh, to have church today. Uh, The first Sunday of the year is always one of uh, my favorites as we set the tone for the entire year. And I've heard from many of you of how excited you were just about this first Sunday of the year, Uh, but we're going to make the best of it. And so we really felt strong that uh, at some point today we needed to go live um, to be able to share uh, what God had put on my heart for uh, today and what God wants to do in you and your family for 2024. I'm super excited. So here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take just a minute If you would, uh, go ahead and comment. Let us know that you're watching. Let us know that uh, you're tuned in right now. And then after you uh, say hello and let us know that you're here, go ahead and click that share button. And let's get this word out to as many people as possible. As you know, we are kicking off seven days of prayer and fasting. Today is day one. And uh, man, we just felt so strong about getting this message to you. We didn't want to miss this opportunity as we kick off this time of prayer and fasting. And so I want to share a message with you um, from the thought process of white noise. That was going to be um, the sermon series kickoff today. And uh, so white noise is what I want to talk to you about. And um, with this, when we look at the, the phrase white noise, also referred to as white sound. If you look that up um, for a definition or on Wikipedia, you'll find this definition. It says, any steady, unobtrusive sound or pattern of sounds recorded from nature or produced electronically and used to mask unwanted noise or feel a discomforting silence. Most of the time, white noise is referenced in a positive way. Some of us utilize white noise to help us go to sleep. Some of us utilize white noise uh, as background noise as we work. For some people, it's to block out environmental noises. Uh, And it's been noted that white noise can improve sleep, enhance productivity, promote calmness, and relieve stress and tension. Those are positive references to white noise. However, if you continue to study this phrase of white noise, some studies show that a continual exposure to white noise, depending on decibels, can be damaging to our hearing. And so I I give you that information today to suggest to you that today our world is filled with so much noise that many times we can't hear what God wants us to hear. We have so many things that compete for our attention, so many things that distract us from our assignment, 
So many things that pull us from the one thing that is most important, and that is our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I want to deal with today, I want to talk to you about silencing the noise. Silencing the the noise. Go ahead and type that in the chat if you would. Just type silence the noise. Some of us are so addicted to noise uh, that we are not sure what to do with the silence. But I'm reminded today that God's voice is not always heard in the noise, but rather it's heard in the silence. It was the still, small voice of God that Elijah heard. And we cannot hear the still, small voice of God if our lives are so full of noise. A couple weeks ago, while we were on Christmas break, I was trying to fall asleep one night, but it was one of those nights where I was tossing, I was turning. I wasn't able to turn off the noise in my head. And at the same time, as I was wrestling to go to sleep, I I hate how that feels when you're tired and you want to go to sleep and you can't. It was like I could not turn the noise off, but at the same time, I I could sense that the Holy Spirit was trying to speak to me that night. And so I, I postured my heart, I, I leaned in and said, God, what are you, what are you trying to say to me? What, what is it that you want me to get? And it was as clear as could be in that moment, God spoke a scripture into my heart, and he, he simply said, Acts 20, verse 24. And I found that very uh, unique and interesting uh, because, number one, I didn't know what Acts 20, 24 said. I just knew that we're getting ready to go into 2024, and God has given me a verse, Acts 20, 24. And I'm like, God, why not Exodus 24, 20, 24? Why not John 20, 24? Whatever. It was Acts 20, 24, and I couldn't go to sleep until I got up and I read this verse from Acts chapter 20, verse number 24. It says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. The Apostle Paul, he makes this statement as he's preparing to go into Jerusalem, and he's talking about the trials that he had faced. He's talking about the opposition. He's speaking to the fact that it would be real easy for him to quit or to get distracted by all that was going on. But he writes in the middle of all the noise going on in his life, he says, my life is worth nothing to me unless I use my life for accomplishing the assignment given to me by Jesus. I love this. This is so powerful. In a culture where everyone is pulled in so many different directions by all the noise, let us, Bethesda Church, be intentional in this season to finish and complete the assignment, to silence the noise that's going on around us, and let's lean into the assignment that God has for us. And here's the deal. This can be your best year ever if it's your best year spiritually. So many times we 
make having a great year complicated. Because we, we think that having a good year is about having more money, getting a job promotion, having this situation work out. I want to go ahead and tell you that you can have the best year you've ever had if you will be intentional now in the first week of the year to decide that I'm going to put God first in every single part of my life. The first part of my day, the first part of my week, first part of my month, first part of my year, first part of my finances. I'm putting God first. I'm going to prioritize the presence of God. And it's so important that we set the right priorities. Um, here's something I've noticed, though. We cannot hit the target if we do not know what we are aiming for. Now, I can speak, not, maybe not to your house, but I can speak about my house. My house is loud. And part of the reason why my house is loud is because there's five of us who live there. Um, and on any given day, we, we've got lots of noises in our home. Uh, for instance, um, my, my son Zeke, he likes to game. He does the gaming, but he has headphones on, but he also has a microphone. We can't hear what everybody's saying to him, but we can always hear what he's saying to those that he's playing the game with. So we have that noise. We, we also have Elijah, and you guys see Elijah each week up here playing instruments and doing his thing. Well, he has all those instruments in his bedroom. So at any, any given time, we've got uh, keyboards playing. We've got acoustic guitars that are being played. We've got electric, man, you talk about loud, electric guitars that are playing in the house and at the same time, a lot of days, we have Everly, who is always competing for everyone's attention. She wants us to stop what we're doing to come see her latest creation. Come see what I made. Come see what I drew, Daddy. Come look at this craft that, that I've been working on. And it's, it, it, to be heard in our house, is, is, it, that means that we have to be extremely intentional. There is white noise everywhere. There is typically, it's the loudest noise, the loudest thing that gets the attention in our home. And I, I, I'm sure that that is somewhat similar at your house. Life works like that because we all tend to make the loudest thing first. Whether it's a screaming spouse, screaming kids, a demanding boss. Uh, let's not forget about our personal desires of what we want that is screaming to be fulfilled. And the problem is, is that even though we may have all the noise all around us, First place only belongs to God. He's either first or he's not on the list at all. That first priority belongs to God. And even though God desires to be first and he should be first, God will not throw a temper tantrum to be made first. That that is not his fight, that is our fight. We must fight to keep God first. And making God first is the key to experiencing God's best. Psalm chapter 90 verse 12 says this. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. 
The author is praying a twofold prayer in Psalm chapter 90 that we desperately need. He's praying a prayer, God help us to recognize what is priority, and God help us to reorganize what is priority. And he says that we do this that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I love that because wisdom is not the same thing as knowledge. Knowledge is what we know. We all know what we should do. Wisdom, though, on the other hand, is the ability to apply what we know. It is the how-to. And the how is where our fight for first often breaks down. Think about this for just a minute. You know what to do to make God first. You know that if God's going to be first, then prayer has to be essential. You know that in order for God to be first, you, you've got to open up the Bible and read it. If God is going to be first, you've, you've got to come to the house of God and prioritize worship with the, the gathering of believers. You, 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 you know that if God is going to be first, that, that you need to give God the first part of your increase, the first part of your income. We all know that, but how you apply that to your life is where it often breaks down. And here's the reason why. The enemy works powerfully against our priorities. Every attack the enemy tries is an attack on your ability to keep God first. We're starting the year off with seven days of prayer and fasting. The first of the year, we're fasting, we're praying. Why? Because it sets a course for the entire year. The first day of the week is Sunday. We come to the house of God. We come to worship with other believers. We are putting God first at the first of our week to set the course for the, the whole week. Tithing, the first part of our finances, it sets the course for all of our income. The quiet time, the first part of our day, it sets the course for the whole day. And so many times we know what to do. It's just how, the how-to, that it often breaks down. But I want to encourage you that as we begin this fast, that you go ahead and lean in and decide today that you're going to prioritize God, you're going to put God first, and you're going to be a part of these seven days of prayer and fasting. Many of you are new, new to our church, and you're new to the concept of fasting. And you may ask, Pastor Chad, what is fasting? What does it mean to fast? Simply stated, biblical fasting is refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Fasting is identifying what distracts us the most and then laying it down for more of Jesus. Let me say it like this. Fasting is trading one hunger for another. That's what fasting is. It is trading one hunger for another. Your stomach hungers for food. Your soul hungers for pleasure. But your spirit hungers for the things of God. And you've got to decide which, which hunger you're going to feed. Are you going to feed your stomach? Are you going to feed your soul? Are you going to feed your spirit? If we're not drawing closer to God, you have to know that you are, you are moving further away from Him. So fasting is trading one hunger for another. The second thing I would say about fasting is that it is a choice. It is a choice. 
Let me just say this so no one gets nervous about prayer and fasting. I'm, I'm not going to show up at your house over the next seven days and bring a dog with me to come sniff out all the different foods in your home. I'm not going to come and do a check uh, at your house to see what you're eating or not eating. No one's going to do that because fasting is a choice that you are making as an individual for yourself and for your family, that you're setting aside this time to seek God, to draw near to God. And I'm more convinced than, than I've ever been that fasting is a door through which God releases supernatural favor into our lives. And that choice is ours. We can either open the door or we can ignore it and keep, keep on going with the routines that we are used to. I want to show you how important fasting is. Luke chapter number 4, verse number 1 says this. It says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Watch this. Where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And at the end of them, he was hungry. Verse 14 says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Now, watch this. Jesus has just been baptized. God the Father has publicly approved of his son Jesus. The Holy Spirit descends on Jesus, and the whole crowd sees it happening, meaning they are primed to follow Jesus. He's baptized. He's approved of the Father. The Holy Spirit descends upon him, and the crowd is primed to follow him. What does Jesus do in the moment? He doesn't, does he launch a crusade? No. Does he storm the governor's palace? No, that's not what he does. Does he start a book tour? No, he doesn't do that. What does Jesus do? He fasts. The first thing he does is that he fasts. Before he preached one sermon, before he healed one cripple, before he freed one captive or, or called one disciple, Jesus chose to fast. And if the Son of God is our example, if he founded his life on fasting, how much more should we? It is such a powerful tool that the enemy will do anything to ensure that we neglect fasting. The passage in Luke chapter number 4 is the single greatest onslaught on Jesus from the kingdom of darkness because it wasn't just some dispatched demons that came against him, but it was Satan himself who spent 40 days tempting Jesus and coming against Jesus. And Satan himself knows that God has something very special for anyone who will deny themselves and seek God's face. Winning the fight for first can happen through fasting. And here's what I want to do. I want to give you four points to this quickly. Four points quickly to this. Number one, when it comes to fasting, number one, I want you to identify your why. Identify your why. In James 4 verse 2, it says, you do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, 
you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So you got to answer the question, why am I choosing to participate in seven days of prayer and fasting? You've got to know why you are fasting. You got to know why. And, and we don't fast because other people are fasting. We're not doing it because of peer pressure. Corporate fasts are powerful, but if you have your eyes on other people, that simply means that you don't have your eyes on Jesus. So you got to answer, why am I fasting? What am I believing God for? What do I want God to do in 2024 that's more important than eating for the next seven days? What am I believing God for for my children, for my marriage, for the ministry God has called me to? Acts 20:24. the Apostle Paul said, I count my life as useless and nothing except for accomplishing the assignment that Jesus gave me, fasting, Listen, when I fast, it brings me into alignment with God's assignment. Why are you fasting? You got, what does that mean? It means you've got to be specific. We had all this stuff prepared for you today. If we had the gathering, we had PK and I worked, and she worked so hard this week to make sure that you had everything you need. We were going to give you handouts, um, a covenant for you to sign, which you, you're able to do now digitally, by the way. But you were, you were going to be able to uh, sign a covenant. You were going to be able to pick the fast. Uh, and you were going to be able to write down some things that you're believing God for. And so what I want you to do uh, is that sometime today that you take the time to jot down the things that you're believing God for. What are you praying for? What, what are you believing that God will do in 2024? Because long after we fast, in, in, in the month of April, we may not uh, remember how hard the seven days was, but God will not forget that you set aside time to seek Him. And listen to me, there will be breakthroughs and there will be things God will do all year this year that will be connected to what you do over these next seven days. But you got to be specific. you got to lay it out and say, God, I am fasting for this. I am believing that you're going to do this in my life. Identify your why. The second thing I would encourage you to do is that you need to decide your type of fast. We have three options that we, we're encouraging you to be a part of. Three options that uh, we have to decide. And you say, why do I need to decide that? Because if you don't decide what you're going to do, uh, you'll end up not doing anything. I have learned that whether it's fasting or whether it's working out, if you don't decide what you're going to do ahead of time, many times your body will tell you it's over, I'm done, and you may only be a day in. So you got to decide, are you going to do a full fast? That's one of the options. That, that is where you drink water only, maybe some light juices, uh, you do liquids for seven days. There's also a partial fast. A partial fast is simply uh, from sunup to 3 p.m. where you only drink water during that window, and then you can eat after 3 o'clock. Or you can do a Daniel fast, which is you eat fruits and vegetables. No sweets, no bread, no meat. But you've got to decide uh, your type of fast. And with this fast, we are committing to 15 minutes a day at least, 15 minutes a day of prayer in conjunction with the prayer uh, targets that we are posting each day 
uh, online so that you can, you can be praying alongside other believers for at least 15 minutes. Uh, and we're also committing to 15 minutes a day of Bible reading where we're going to read the Bible, we're going to silence the noise, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna silence the voice of the enemy and all the things going on in our, in our life, and we're going to be intentional to lean in to the things that God has for us. Decide now. Do not take it day by day. Go ahead and decide what type of fast. And I'll say this. It never fails. When you decide that you're going to fast, food becomes more of a temptation than ever before. When you push back the plate, it's interesting to me how some food you're not even that crazy about. But when you decide to fast, all of a sudden everything sounds good. It's like things you would never pick, now it it sounds amazing. But I want to encourage you, there are some things that, that you need from God in 2024 that will be more valuable and it's more important than any meal you could eat over the next seven days. So you've got to decide your type of fast. Number three, very important, make it a heart thing, not a food thing. Isaiah 58.3 says, Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? In the text, if you study the text out, the people had fasted, but they noticed it had brought zero results. But the truth is, is that they had fasted uh, a religious fast. It was, it was just a, a box to be checked. It was just a part of their routine. And I want to say this about fasting. Fasting is supposed to break the routine, not become another passionless performance. Fasting is supposed to break the routine. And it's so important that we break the routine in our lives My only warning about this fast is that it can quickly become a law in our lives. So I want to encourage you, don't don't spend so much time obsessing over the rules that you abandon the relationship. Fasting is about growing closer to Jesus, not dieting. That's why we must pray when we fast. My boys want to fast, and they're like, Dad, we're fasting. We want to fast. We want to do A, B, and C. And I'm like, that's great. I'm so proud of you that you want to fast and you want to lean in. But I had this conversation with him yesterday that this, this will not do anything in your life if you don't open up the Bible and you don't pray. You're, you, you're, you're just on a diet. You're, you're just starving yourself. That we have to lean in. Fasting is about drawing closer to Jesus. And, and, and here's the thing. The first couple of days, headaches will be normal. Listen, you're not going to die. The devil will tell you, you're going to die. You're not going to be able to make it. You are not going to die. You are going to be just fine. Toxins are going to leave your body. Headaches are normal. All of those things are are normal when we fast. But listen, here's another thing. We're not going to walk around telling people, you know, I'm just fasting for the Lord, acting like we're dying. Listen, we're going to wash our face like the Bible says. We're going to walk in the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to believe that God is with us. God is for us. We're not going to die. But we're going to, we're going to make it through seven days of leaning into the presence of God. And you will find on about day three or four, you will hit a sweet spot if you stay with it. 
and it's not nearly as bad once you get to day three or day four of the fast. This is why we, we, we have to pray. You've got to pray. You've got to prioritize the presence of God. If you don't, it's not a fast. That's called Jenny Craig. And I'm not telling our church to do Jenny Craig. I'm telling my church, let's seek Jesus. Let's go after Jesus. And it's not about what we lose in food, but it's about what we gain in God. It's about what we gain in Him. So start this year off with this powerful and dangerous prayer. Begin asking God to show, show you any area of your life that is bringing distance between you and Him. And let's deal with what's producing distance in our lives. So many times, I, I said this this past week, I was preaching in Alabama, and I had to remind the people there in Alabama that, that so many times we think our happiness and, and God's holiness are at odds. Our happiness and God's holiness are not at odds. They are not at odds. That if we will do it God's way, if we'll live holy, if we will lean in and do the things that God tells us to do, listen, happiness will come as a result of doing the will of God. So many people are not happy because they got so many things that's creating distance between them and Jesus, and they wonder why they're depressed. They wonder why they're filled with anxiety. If we can get rid of all the things that produce distance between us and Christ, I promise you, your life will be a whole lot happier, and you will have joy and peace in your life if you'll deal with the things that are creating distance between you and Jesus. Think about it. It does no good spiritually to, for us to keep watching junk, listening to junk, just because we're not eating junk. I'm going to say that one more time. It does no good spiritually for us to keep watching junk and listening to junk just because we're not eating junk. We've got to remove anything the Holy Spirit highlights in this season, anything that's creating distance between you and God, and let's, let's remove it from our lives. Biblical fasting always has to do with eliminating distractions for a spiritual purpose. It hits the reset button on our soul, and it renews us from the inside out. You say, Pastor, what if I start the fast and I fail? What if on Tuesday I can't take it no more and I eat a large pizza? It makes me laugh, by the way. What would, what, what would you say, Pastor, if that happens to me? I would say, I hope you don't get sick from eating that much pizza, but I would encourage you to get back on the fast. You failed, pick it back up and start again. Some of you are even struggling to start because we were not able to gather this morning and you were looking forward to being inspired and motivated and getting a word from God and, and you were thinking, man, I, I'm going to need that to start. And because we had a power outage, you've, the devil's already been saying, see, you don't need to fast. I'm telling you that maybe that power outage happened because the devil knows that you need to fast. I'm saying go ahead and start, even if you've already eaten all day today, go ahead and start now. Proclaim from now through Saturday, I'm proclaiming a fast. I'm going to seek God and watch what God will do in your life and in your family. The fourth and final thing is that as we fast, we have to expect results. We have to expect results. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is 
and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I have witnessed over the years, I've been prioritizing the first part of the year for fasting and prayer and numerous times throughout the year. Uh, I have watched fasting release blessing over an entire year. I have seen fasting heal broken families. I have seen fasting free people from spiritual apathy. I have seen fasting break strongholds in the lives of people. Fasting can help you sever addictions to drugs and to alcohol and to pornography. It can, it can uh, cut out that double life that you've been living, the secret sins that no one... Uh, that no one around you knows about, the things that are hidden that, that you don't even want to talk about. Those things are not hidden to God, but through fasting and prayer, those things can be severed in the name of Jesus. It can be severed. What we have to know is that sin will clog the pipeline of all future blessing. And listen to me. You're going to think this is funny, but it's true. Fasting is like spiritual Drano. It will cleanse the pipes. It will clear out the pipes spiritually so that the anointing of the Holy Spirit can flow through your life. Fasting is a short season that releases long-term rewards. And out of 365 days in a year, seven days is not that long to take a break from your routine so that you can experience an encounter with God. You got to decide up front what are you doing? What type of fast? Identify your why, the type of fast. Expect God to do great things. I'm reminded as I get ready to close this message today that the disciples, there's a story in the Bible about the disciples, and, and listen to me, they loved God, they followed Jesus, they believed his teaching. But the Bible tells us that on one occasion, they ran into a demon-possessed boy, and they could not get the demon out. They loved God. They followed Jesus. They obeyed the Scriptures, but they could not cast out this devil out of this little boy. And they prayed for it to come out, and it didn't come out. And the Bible says when this happened that Jesus came down the mountain after fasting. Go ahead and type that in the comments right there, fasting. Jesus came down the mountain after fasting. The city was confused. The man said, my boy needs help. And Jesus didn't cast the devil out at first. He, he looked at his disciples and he said, how long must I be with you? He rebuked them. There are some things that you and I want God to do, but oftentimes we're not willing to pay the price. We we're not willing to do what it takes. We're not willing to prioritize the presence of God. And this is going to be a little strong, but I'm going to go ahead and say it, that if you cannot overcome the power of your belly, how are you going to overcome the power of a demon? We've got to prioritize the presence of God. Jesus turned to this man, and he said, bring the boy to me. And he cast the demon out with one word, and he gave the boy back to his father. The disciples were ashamed and embarrassed about what had happened. And later on, as they were with Christ, one of them gained the courage. And they said, Master, the incident that happened today, why couldn't we cast out the devil? And Jesus said, 
He says, that kind does not come out except through prayer and fasting. Listen, they had prayed, but they had not fasted. There are some things you're trying to change, but that kind may not move without prayer and fasting. The spiritual world is a spiritual world, and fasting increases our capacity to receive spiritual power. Again, it's like a pipe, and food, it, it, uh, it's like gunk in the pipe. And the Spirit flows through you, but it's minimal. Fasting cleans out the pipes. Make a decision from now through Saturday. I'm either going to do a Daniel fast, I'm going to do a partial fast, or I'm going to do a full fast. I'm committing to 15 minutes a day of praying along with my Bethesda Church family on those prayer targets that, we, that are sent out each day. I'm going to prioritize the presence of God. I'm also going to take 15 minutes a day and I'm going to open up the Bible and I'm going to read it. And I'm going to let the Word of God nourish my soul and my mind. Fasting, listen to me, it has incredible spiritual results, but it's also proven to have physical results. That your blood becomes cleaner, your body becomes cleaner, you, you get healthier. There are health benefits to doing a, a season of prayer and fasting. Toxins will leave your body. Amazing things happen. That when we fast and pray, it releases the favor of God. It increases our focus on the presence of God. And it strengthens you and I to finish the assignment that God has given us. As we get ready to wind this down, I'm going to pray for you. But I want to make sure that you click on that link and that you, get, you, you sign that covenant digitally today. Um, that you are going to pray, that you are going to fast, that you're going to be a part of what God wants to do in 2024. This really can be your best year ever, if it will be your best year ever spiritually. That if you will lean in, Karen and I are, are leaning in this year. God has spoken to us personally about things that we need to do for this year that looks different than any year previously. We're prioritizing God's presence every single morning together in a way like we've never done before because, listen, there are things I need God to do that's more important than all the noise, all the white noise that's all around us. I want to see the kingdom of God come. I want to see the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. When I fast and pray, it brings me into alignment for everything heaven has for me. So take a moment. Make sure you decide that fast. Get, let us know that you're going to be a part of that. And here's what we're going to do. As, as we have people sign up for prayer and fasting, as those names come in, as, as all of that comes into us, we're going to take a time here at Bethesda this week to pray over every single person that's joining in. And we're believing for miracles. We're believing for breakthrough. We're believing for God to do incredible things in your life and in your family. Let me pray for you today. Father, I thank you for the power of Jesus in our lives, the power of the Holy Spirit that's working even through a camera. God, as people watch this message, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak to every single heart, every single family. God, that as we lean in and we are intentional to lean into your presence, to push back the plate for seven days and say, God, we want you more than we want anything else. 
God, I pray that heavens would be opened, the heavens would be opened over people's lives. And God, that they would experience and encounter your presence like never before. God, we declare that there will be breakthrough all year long that will be connected to this season of prayer and fasting. I pray that you would make your will known. I pray, God, that they would hear your voice louder than all the noise, God, that, that is coming at them, that they would not be distracted. I pray for grace, God, as we set aside this time to seek you, God. Give us the grace and the strength that we need. And, God, we pray that 2024 would be our best year ever. We declare it, we decree it, and according to your word, we believe it will be established. And we pray that and ask that in Jesus' name name. Everyone said amen. Go ahead and type amen in the comments right there. Man, I am so thankful that you allowed me to come into your home. Uh, maybe uh, as you're driving, I don't know where you're at right now, but thank you so much for allowing us to, to bring this message to you, to silence the noise, to go after God. Listen, I pray that you have an incredible rest of your day and that over the next seven days that you experience a true move of the Holy Spirit in your life. God bless you and have an awesome, awesome day. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Bethesda Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, BethesdaChurch.tv. Thank you for joining us and have a great day.